there's this interesting thing that happens in life that we don't give nearly enough airtime to. A situation, a conversation happens and you become labeled as something. Not good at math, the not academic, not athletic, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. These labels then get implanted as self-stories and they speak to you all day long in ways that you were never taught to question. The voice in your head that tells you to not speak up in that meeting, the voice that tells you your boss will never go for that, so you stay quiet, the voice that tells you that your partner won't go for that, so you say nothing. The voice that tells you that you're not athletic, so you keep the extra pounds on. My friends, we can change the narrative of these stories that are a barrier to living our best life. And we're going to do that today. Join me now. Welcome to our community, friends. I am thrilled that you have found your way here. Have you signed up to receive our Microstep Monday communication? If you have not, go to megan-miller.com and I'll link that in the show notes. You can either go to the community tab on the website or just scroll right to the bottom, type your fancy little email address in there and you will receive every Monday a one minute little video message from myself on a way that you can connect with the most important person in your life, you. And I can't think of a better thing to hit your inbox, not the 487 sale emails. Maybe this might be a good one to hit your inbox. I want to give a shout out to our friends in Hollywood, Florida. You know, I was just with the South Floridians last week at a speaking engagement and I love 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 the energy in South Florida it's spicy it's fun it's community there's more of this ease in South Florida um, than you experience in the Northeast and I was just so aware of that last week and love you Hollywood Florida for being here And most importantly, for taking time to show up for you. If you are feeling directionless, frustrated, unfulfilled, as if you're just going through the motions of life, you have made your way to the right place. My name is Megan Miller. I'm an intentional living expert that offers high-performing go-getters simple daily micro steps for putting attention to intention so they can stop sleepwalking through life, stop living in a robotic nature, stop just trying to make it to Friday and start to live inspired and fulfilled and connected to the most important person in their life themselves. I know because I have been there. I was there the majority of life, having my life on autopilot, being the woman everyone wanted me to be, doing all of the things that the air quote world told me would make me happy and I was not and then I got brave and I got still to really uncover what I wanted and that is what I want to share with you all together we are going to share small practical steps 
that'll help you maximize how you show up in the world to create a life that you're passionate about because I'm here to tell you it does exist. Welcome to putting attention to intention. Hello, my friends in this beautiful community. I am so happy to be back with you again for another week of caring and sharing (laughs) with all of you badass, beautiful tribe members. You all mean so much to me. And I love your messages when when an episode resonates. So please continue to reach out and share This community is as good as us all putting our masks down and and sharing what's going on in our world. So I am sitting in the spare bedroom, a.k.a. this podcast recording studio, and I am looking out the window to these beautiful trees that are starting to blossom. And I have found that more and more I am slowly turning into my mother. (laughs) which I know you all can relate to. So as a kid, I used to laugh because she used to want to go in the car and drive around to look at the trees. And I would think that was so stupid. I'm like, oh, that's stupid. Why are we doing that? But now guess what I like to do? Drive around and look at Mother Nature. Isn't, you know, God works in mysterious ways, doesn't he, my friends? Doesn't he? I am coming to you all after race day uh, here in in Philadelphia, where I thought, like a masochist, that at 7.30 a.m. on a Sunday morning on the streets of Philadelphia that I'd go for a light little stroll of 13 miles. And the moment I saw my sweet little fella standing across that finish line, my first words, I believe, were that sucked. <laughs> and hey, you all know me. There was probably a few curse words um, massaged in there. And for anyone who has ran any sort of race, I don't care about the distance, any race, any race at all. You know the mind fuckery that comes with it. And no one, no one talks to you about this. It's all about the distance, and you'll be all right. You can do it. No one tells you that you are alone with your thoughts and that asshole that lives in your mind doesn't shut up the entire 13 miles. So I had a few hiccups. My socks fell down. That ever happened to you when you're running? You can even be walking and then your socks start to like trick down to your toes. That happened a few steps into the journey. And I thought, right, here we go. Then my earbuds died. On mile eight, and I'll allow you to to use in your head the coloring that I had going on in my head when that happened, because I thought, fuck, I cannot run these last miles with no music. So what did I do? (laughs) What did I do? I listen, it's not kosher, but I had to do it. I was forced to do it. I had to be that annoying person that has their music on for the world to hear. Has that ever happened to you when you're either running or walking or even just out in public and someone 
has on their phone their music at like a volume 10. And you're thinking to yourself, listen, brother, I don't need to hear that. That was me. <laughs> that was me. And then at the end, this this I find comical. Then at the end, I was so desperate to find out when this was going to end. Like you ever if for anyone that has ever ran a race or really participated in any any sort of any sort of competition, when they tell you that the end is near and you keep hearing it, you're like, well, they've been saying this for a very long time. Is it near? So I was so desperate. I kept saying to bystanders, how much longer? (laughs) How much longer? Now, the reason I tell you this is because as we've talked about before, we all act according to the labors that are put on us. And for a very long time, I was a chubby kid who could barely run Mrs. Campbell's eighth grade PE one mile. Did your school ever do that? Oh, my God, I hated that. It was right away. I had mine right my PE class right away in the morning. And then I knew I was going to be sweaty all day. I knew there was a strong likelihood that I was probably going to throw up. I was going to be like the last kid crossing the finish line. Oh, my God. I just I I just hated it. I was also the girl that scored one basket during her whole entire basketball career, which I wanted to quit every single moment of it. And I'm here to tell you, my friends, that you you can be anything that you want to be. And you do that by getting clear on what you want. And you show up incrementally every day. So I was reading a book the other night and they had talked about how Albert Einstein was told that he was slow and he would never amount to anything. And I was sharing this with Michael because I just find it so fascinating, these labels that that are put on us and then it impacts the trajectory of our life. And as I shared with him this Albert Einstein uh, scenario, he said, yeah, Meg and Michael Jordan didn't make his high, I think it was high school basketball team. Well, look what those two fellas accomplished. And what I want to talk to you about today is these stories that we tell ourselves and this fight that we get in with ourselves. And those can be the toughest battles. I was doing a speaking engagement the other week and someone in the audience says, you know, for so long, I've been fighting myself. And I thought, yes, yes. And and those are the toughest battles to conquer. Martha Beck has this book out, and I I think I've talked to you about it before. I I just love it. It's called The Way of Integrity. And I'm a huge, huge, huge fan fan of her crushing on some Martha Beck. So check her out. You can follow her on Instagram. She has a podcast out. It's some really great stuff on, on connecting back to the person that we never think to consult, ask, get to know ourselves. and. For those of you that aren't familiar with this book, she talks about how we end up in this dark wood of the night and we get there when we do all the things the world tells us we should do. And then we're unfulfilled 
And we take a look around in this dark wood of the night and wonder, how did we get here? And so her whole book, the foundation of it is how we can leave those dark woods behind and connect to ourselves. So at one point in the book, she talks about the stories we tell ourselves. Well, really, that's weaved throughout. But she shares that how these stories, these self stories, how we can believe them to be true. And that also includes the stories our family tell us, and we're never taught to question them. So the addict who doesn't think they're an addict, they're just going through a hard time. Or the woman who had an affair and tells her religious mother that she had this affair and she looks right back at her daughter and she says, you would never do that. My friend, what stories are you telling yourself about your own life? I remember for a long, long time with my drinking, I felt like it was okay because I was doing it socially, right? So I thought, oh, well, I don't have a problem. But what I never took the time to recognize is that I sprinted to the booze because I was looking for an escape from all this uncomfortableness that I was feeling inside because I wasn't living my truth and I didn't want to have these sober conversations. I felt like I was more fun drunk. And most importantly, I could put that mask up. Or the story I told myself about how I wasn't smart. I needed a math tutor in school. I was a BC student and I had to work my ass off to get those grades. And then there was this moment in Mr. Bailey's class, math class, where it made me stand up at the board to do a math problem and I couldn't figure it out. And I just stood up there horrified thinking, when will this moment end? And from that day on, I hated math. Have you ever taken the time to sit down and think what stories did the world, did your family tell you about yourself and now you believe it to be true? It's these sort of moments that I described above. And listen, we all have them. No human being is immune from this. That they become then our self stories. And then these self stories live in our mind like Netflix when it just keeps putting itself on the loop and the next episode and the next episode and the next episode. And the roommate that lives in our mind tells us that we're not good enough. This will never work. I can't go after that. This will never happen. And it's all because of this self story. And that sets the stage for what we believe, what we look for, and ultimately the trajectory of our life. Here is the good thing, my friend. We do have the power to change it. And this is something that we're never taught growing up, how to check these self stories, that asshole slash roommate slash demon that lives in our mind. We can check that shit, but we are never taught how to do it. So how do we do it? The first step is recognition. And that is huge, 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 huge. You hear that voice in your head start piping up that tells you that you'll sound stupid so you don't put your hand up in the meeting or your boss won't go for that so you don't say anything, that your partner won't go for that so you don't mention it, 
that that person would never go out with you. So you never ask them out. It's when you recognize that voice that is powerful, that how that is how change begins. So that's the first step, recognition. The second step is to analyze where this thought is coming from. Most of us never take the time to stop and think, where is this coming from? Because once an uncomfortable thought comes in our mind, we think, oh, hell no, I don't have time to deal with this. And we run like all hell from it. So after you recognize that thought, I want you to ask yourself, what what does this mean? Could this even be true? And I'm here to tell you, my friend, 99.99% of the time, it's the battle that has started within ourselves. And what's great here is that we have the power to change the narrative. So your first step is the recognition, realizing when that asshole starts peeping up in your head. The second is to analyze where this thought is coming from most likely from something that happened in your childhood. Ask yourself, could this be true? What else could this mean? Get curious. And then the third step is to choose a better story. You know, when you start thinking about not wanting to sound stupid in the meeting, think to yourself how just the other week, your boss gave you a compliment and said that was a great idea. Thanks for speaking up. Or, When your partner took initiative to do extra housework or help with the kids because you brought that up that you needed their help and they showed up. Look for those instances where you've been supported, where you've been heard, where you've been celebrated. They are everywhere. You look for more of them and you will find them. And then finally, Create the habit to keep checking this asshole in your mind. It's not an overnight fix. I know we all want it to be, and it would be a hell of a lot simpler if it was, but it is not. We have bottled up stories from our childhood that most of us have never dealt with, and they're yucky, and they're muddy, and they're uncomfortable. So we'd much rather just not deal with this shit. Well, when you don't, my friend, you don't live the life of your dreams and you just have that inner gut knowing and feeling that you were meant for more. So it's these consistent habits that'll help you, you know, rinse and repeat on this. So the asshole in your mind tells you you can't do X, Y, or Z. You suck. You always fail. I want you to stop right in your tracks Take the time to analyze where that thought came from. Get curious. What else could this mean? And find a new story. My friends, we are biologically wired to hang on to negative stories. There's so much science behind it. Check out. You can even Google the negativity bias. Uh, So we hang on to these negative stories much, much more Then we do the positive. You know, my girlfriend says to me the other day that our brains are like Velcro to the negative and like Teflon to the positive and how true that is. That is why it's so important to hang on to stories that bring up empowering emotions and doing that on a continuous basis to reframe the stories that we tell ourselves. 
your entire life, entire life revolves around the type of stories you tell yourself. These can be a path or a barrier to living your best life. So let's make it an empowering one, shall we? Thank you for taking the time to be here and most importantly for taking the first step in investing in yourself. If you liked what you heard, please do make sure to subscribe so you're up to date on the latest episodes and share this community with three people in your tribe that would benefit. I am a huge believer in the power of sharing content, especially when that message is around putting power back into your own life. I would love to hear from you all. If this episode meant something or you'd like to share something with our community, please reach out to me on Instagram. I'll link that in the show notes. We also have a text line. So I will include that in the show notes as well. Please get in contact with us. I would love to hear from you all. What's resonating? What are you struggling with? And and how can we help move you along this journey? Because my friend, you are not alone. Till next time, carry on with intention.